0: Before we start the show, while Gene and I were recording our conversation with Troy Conrad, Tish, friend of the show, wife of Jean, called in and was asking Jean about a charity that Dan Telfer had talked about on Twitter. Here now, with more information about that charity, is Jean and the great Matilda.
1: Can you say hi? Hi. The charity that I was talking about that Dan Telfer was uh, talking about on Twitter is... Superhero Foundation, they fight child abuse. You can see them at superherorun.com. Um, they're sponsoring powercapes.com. That's power, like the word power, and capes, like what a superhero wears, dot com. Um, with the code help Children," all one word, "Help Children," get you 10% off. Um, they sell capes and costume accessories for kids, and they don't have a lot. Of, apparently they have fairy stuff, which I didn't know, but they don't have a lot of princess junk, which is... What we're trying to avoid with Matilda. (laughs) Say bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. You get to introduce the guest because you have you guys have a history. Like he's yeah. an ex-girlfriend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, <laughs> except that we didn't date and he is a dude. Uh, our guest this week. So sorry, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> our guest this week is somebody I've known for several years. Uh, back in the AZ—that's what we call Arizona. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it now.
1: Do you call it the AC? It's going to have a show. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, how horrible would that show be? Oh, oh god. Um,
0: From Angry Town Hall and Comedy Jesus and the Bush monologues and the David Feldman podcast and a bunch of other projects that we're going to talk about. Troy Conrad.
1: Thanks. Great to be here. Thank you.
0: Um, Let's start. I
1: boggled. I boggled Brody (laughs) earlier with a fact. What's up? What What is that? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah. Don't. I, I,
0: we were just talking about like you know. I, was, I
1: never do research. I'm the guy. Brody, yeah. Like, I'm usually the dude who does research. Brody does the research. I did and very I just sit little here. this time
0: because I know you and right. I know a lot of your products already. I've been following, and we both. Uh, when when did you move to LA? What I year? moved here
1: about eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Okay.
0: I moved here four, but I mean, I, I you were one of the first people I reconnected with yeah. right away. You know. Um. So I've been following everything you are do, doing. But Gene actually did a little research.
1: I looked at your website for 45 seconds, <laughs> which is, that's plenty of research, which is like a ton of research for me. Uh, yeah. No, so, so Brody's like, yeah, uh, so, you know, did you, do any background? do you know anything? What do you know about Troy? And I'm like, uh, wasn't he like a Scientologist at one point? And, and, yeah. and, and Brody's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was every religion at one point in yeah. uh, and,
2: and, uh, Scientology. I, I was uh, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I was too. It's, it's funny because I was just talking about that today with a friend of mine like a, like that uh, How hypocritical we are like I I mean I'm, a, I'm the most anti-religion I, I'd say I'm in the top 1,000th of 1% of anti-religion people in America and How it, it's it's kind of hypocritical like when I rip on Scientology I'm skipping over a lot of way worse religions <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> This is the thing that I always maintain it's like, in a thousand years, Scientology will be as just, as, as like, ridiculous as every other religion. It's just the fact that it's 50, 40 years old that makes it, you know, seem excruciatingly ridiculous. It's like it's like Mormonism. Which
0: is, yeah, I mean... Which a, is only 100, 100 100, 150 more. years old.
1: Yeah. Like 150 years old. And, you know, some dude said he <laughs> was told by God that there were gold plates in his backyard and he dug them up. Is that any less ridiculous than burning bushes? No. But there's a thousand years of weight on, you know, two thousand years of weight, five thousand years of weight on the sides of these other religions that are fucking heinously
2: ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: well, he was a sign. Uh, Hubbard
2: was a science fiction writer. Sure. So, so, I mean, yeah, really. A pulp
1: science fiction writer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, and, and Mormonism is like, has all this weird science stuff to it, too. Like. It but weird a 1820s. Space.
1: Weird 1820s science. Right. Well,
2: yeah, but but like theories of like, well, we came from other planets, and uh, black yeah. people are evil, and they were sent. As Not demons. anymore. They like, fixed that. They fixed that in seventy yeah, nine. Yeah, But like that, that all that stuff, it's all invented, and yes. and, and, and really, here is the thing: is like, I am super anti religion, and 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 look, Scientology. I, I have lots of really, truly, amazingly good things to say about the. Uh, Courses in Scientology. Is that
1: an actual phone ring? That is my actual phone ring. We should.
2: Oh. We should we start that over, or do we? We just keep rolling on that. It's, 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 it could it, be a call for the. It show. makes it awkward for listeners, is probably. <laughs> I oh. will wait a second to see. What if that's a Scientology it's lawyer <laughs> yeah. Yeah, They're the, like, "We heard hello.
0: hello." That's a cease and desist, right
1: then. Hey. Why did you come across Princess? <laughs> I didn't come across princess. Are you recording this? I can stop. I'll stop. We're, we're, you're on the podcast, by the way. Do you want me? Do you want Brody to stop, or do you want to talk about princess stuff? No, I just want to know how
0: you came across that email that you sent
1: to me. Uh, it's not princess stuff, though. It's 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 superhero capes. Um, Dan Telfer, comedian Dan Telfer from Chicago, uh, is promoting a, uh, or he was asking people to to retweet this thing. Uh, um, it's a uh, charity that's working with. I'll have to get the information. Well, we can drop it in because it, it's it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, they do superhero capes for kids, and like like you can buy kids who have like congenital heart defects who are waiting for surgery, like costume pieces and superhero capes. This is, by the way, how Scientology started. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's why. Did that answer your question?
0: Okay. Well, when I clicked on the link, it was like a bunch of fairy costumes that didn't take
1: capes. That's Jean's oh. wife, Tish, friend of the show. That's That's
0: why I was guessed.
1: curious as to how you came across fairy things. oh i didn't it, it must have gone it must have taken you to the the, the page that I was on was capes and stuff was, was yeah, it was very non it, fairy it a related age, which is a bunch of fairy crap all right i any. I, I disavow any fairy crap bye bye I love you bye
2: that was nice yeah we
0: we take calls occasionally. We do. We, we have the a a way. Time hotline. Really? 66, 66, 66,
1: 66 Shake. Um, although I didn't put that out there, so that the chances of someone actually calling, um, can I turn? I don't even. I have no idea how to turn the ringer off. So right. I think you
2: turn the ringer off. I think there's a button on the side. It usually, does right? it? Does no. Oh, there's not. That's, a, that's a, a headphone drop. Oh, okay. Then, then they make you go through a menu. That's they that's, do that's, make that's you go terrible. Terrible. through a menu. Ringer setting, ringer setting. The menus on those old phones are never as good as the uh,
1: ringer tone.
0: But you were you were about to say some good things about Scientology.
2: These, these are the sounds, by the way. Yeah. When you take a course, every time you open a door, it makes that sound. No, say, say Scientology. Uh, Scientology. And then there's like a, a ghost of L. Ron Hubbard that gives you a hand job for a million dollars. How
1: annoying would that be to have? Go that. This way. might be. I'm not agree with you on that. Okay. <laughs> let's let's turn. See if I can, see if I can figure out a turn. Okay. Ringer volume. So
0: there is some good things you said.
2: Uh, well, Scientology has amazing technology as far as as far as uh, the the courses go. Like it's actually they they just stole a bunch of stuff from like Freud and Jung and oh, a bunch okay. of other like self help. So there's like you know some of it is and as innocuous as like an Anthony Robbins seminar. But what they did is they made it a a culty tax shelter and kind of ruined it because even the good stuff in there is unusable and unworkable because in order to get to it, they make you jump through the hoop Uh, of like either signing some uh, like ridiculous document or paying a million dollars or whatever for their, you know, some of their courses get into the tens of thousands or or if not hundreds uh, for the Sea Org Boat. So there's so many like, loopholes, it's just scary. But I always say this, anything you've ever heard about Scientology that sounds absurd, or crazy, or whatever, chances are it's true. Like, no one's ever made up a crazy thing because right. there's already too many crazy things. Why,
1: why, why go to the well when it's just right, laying like, there on the ground? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's
2: like making up a rumor about Charlie Sheen drinking. Like, right, yeah, right, it's not right, right, worse. Right, right, right. What hasn't he drunk?
1: Really? Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, what city were you in at that point? When that was Phoenix
2: you? and that was the Mesa. I was in the, right. You know, yeah. Was I remember Mesa. it was
0: on
1: Apache. Yeah, it was on Apache. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this isn't going to just evolve into a bunch of, like, things in Arizona that I don't care about, is it? <laughs> well, this,
2: I, I just I experimented with all this religion stuff and right. it was just, it was crazy. But uh, Scientology goes uh, knows no bounds. It is not. It is, it is never. It's not in any countries that have real strong religion, state religions. But it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you were born in Phoenix, or did you spend some time in Tucson? No, I am born in
2: Phoenix. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Where did you go with high school? Uh, I went to Cap- Moon Valley High School. I went to Cactus High School. Okay, so that was the. Like the more
2: of the West Side, right? Yeah, or I was, I was a West Sider all the west way. West Sider, yeah. Oh yeah, Glendale. Yeah, yeah. I, I was an East Sider. Yeah, yeah. East Side. I was. A, you guys aren't gonna fight, are
1: you? It's <laughs> gonna be some like Sharks and Jets
2: thing. Yeah, there's there. very little. Da, 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 da. There's he, more of an unspoken conflict. Yeah, uh, he's more of an
0: avenues person. I'm more of a streets person. I see. Because that's the. The dividing line? Um, it, pretty much. The west of Central is Avenues, east of Central is uh, Streets. Because in Arizona. Yeah, and,
1: and, and... What a the, bunch of fucking rubes. <laughs>
2: what, what, what high school... I'm sorry. This is, by uh, the way, not that exciting for people... Oh, yeah, no, no. Podcast listeners. By all means. <laughs> no. But I, 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 uh, I really did... I loved Arizona, but I, I got to say, one of the worst places historically to do comedy, to start comedy, mm-hmm. and to keep comedy going, because... The the people that ended up running the venues, it's they're like unfortunately like Middle East dictators. It's like trying to start a uh, like a bikini store in the Middle East. Starting comedy, everybody wants to kill you, and you're not welcome. Yeah, Uh, and and so there's this weird like small minded competition Hmm. where it's like you started a room, we're shutting you down. You're not you're never welcome to perform anywhere else in Arizona if you start because your Monday night room is. You know, what if people come to your thing Monday and then they're tired so they don't come to my room on Thursday? You're banned from my club. Like that kind of. And I'm not even exaggerating. No, I believe you. I'm like, no, not I, exaggerating. I can, I can believe you it's on crazy. that. I can absolutely believe you on that. I will swear. Like, I, I'm the guy that, uh, that uh, thinks no one believes him. I will swear under oath. No, it's okay. Yeah, it is <laughs> <not weird. laughs> no, I totally believe you.
1: Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm just kidding. No, no, I know. No, I was, I was working with that. Oh, that your yes. character. I'm the guy that, like, I totally believe you, but you... you know, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's okay. No, I swear to God, I, on my mother's grave. <laughs> you know. I'm the character that doesn't get that you're doing a character oh, that is yes and right. mine. <laughs> mine. Um, There's like layers this. upon layers. Multi-layers. <laughs> <laughs> We're peeling back the onion. Yeah. So anyway, boring high school talk. <laughs> Go. Ew. Um, so, you're going to ask me where you went, No, I was going to, but. Let's we, do it. No, come on. People will be
2: upset because no, they'll feel left out. Come on. Um, but I'll make it. Okay, I'll make a joke out of it. Go ahead. Where'd you go? Arcadia High School. Arcadia High School, very famous for its arcades. No. Boom.
1: <laughs> no, I, Arcadia. We'll sweeten
2: was, that. And, we'll, we'll sweeten stuff. that. Put in some laugh track. Yeah, we'll uh, Arcadia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran cross country, ran track against the Arcadians. Yeah. Spielberg went there. Did he really? Yeah. Really? And so did Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. Circus. Wow. Yeah, the guy that could uh, put chains of uh, bricks on his balls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ooh, everybody can do it. Just most people <laughs> haven't done a professional. No. <laughs> was
2: that in the was that in track and field in Arcadia? Was that Where was that? Ball uh, chaining? Yeah. Ball chaining. Is it field day activity? Did he do it to prepare him <laughs>
1: for marriage? <laughs> oh, how are you doing?
2: So
0: you, uh, where did you end up going to college? Did you, I had this idea of you from yep. Tucson
2: at some point. No, because I spent a lot of time, my home club was uh, Laugh's Comedy Club in Tucson, <laughs> which I was just fired from, so that's an interesting, uh, fun thing we could talk oh, about. No. Uh, but but uh, that was my home club, so I, I did, you know, kind of, that was a, a that was, uh, Tucson's actually a good place for stand-up.
1: Yeah. Um, that's weird.
2: Yeah, it is. It's, it's a smaller town, but it's, people are more cooperative there.
1: Mm, I see.
2: Um. So, yeah, you know, uh, I went to Glendale I went to Community College, uh, and then I went to Arizona State and uh, got a 2.23 grade average. Oh, so you were on the dean's list there. I was on the dean's list. I was one of the top people at the school. And, you, and uh, by the way, my alma mater and grade point average shared by Brody Stevens. Ah. Yeah. We have the same we had the same GPA. Enjoy it! That's yeah! Right. Yes! <laughs> Actually, Did you, you hear that, the
0: Brody Stevens news? As of uh, the re- this recording uh, and this is dropping on Monday. Uh, Did you hear the March no, no. 20, This will be news to you. Uh, what, Monday. It'll, whatever Monday is March 20th, Uh Yeah, he got a it's Zach, Galifian- show.
1: Zach Galifianakis got a development deal with HBO. One of the first gigs that they're going to do is a mockumentary featuring... Brody Stevens. Wow. Yes. Yeah. How That's how amazing. badass is that? How badass is that uh, going to be for three percent of the population? <laughs> oh yeah, but no. I think his his character will catch on. His,
2: his I love persona, it. I, tish, but yeah. Tish. Does not get it.
1: <laughs> Tish does not get it in the least. Uh, you have to, man.
2: That, that's interesting. I think. I think if people are given enough time, they we, they get him, and he's so brilliant. Uh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh um, no, he's he's fabulous. He's he's, he's he's one person that we've been kind of uh, chasing to get on the show. Oh because we want to I see hope it, it doesn't to get, get too two busy. Brody's in the same room. Yeah, and that's yeah. I i will be like Brody, and then they'll both turn uh, and look what oh, you? No, you. No, and I'll you be like. I love that, man. When I worked at Vons, there were three girls named Lisa working at the same time. And I would go five times a day whenever they were working together. I would walk up behind them all, two two checkers and one one, uh, courtesy clerk. And I would go, hey, Lisa. And they would all turn around, and then I would laugh and walk away. (laughs) And that never got old for me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ah.
1: For you. Absolutely. I heard
0: Lisa was into it, but Lisa not so much.
1: Um, Lisa was cool, but not Lisa. Yeah, Lisa, meh. Meh. yeah, in the middle. Hmm. So I had you, a crush on one of the voices, who was a neighbor of a friend of mine.
0: That narrows it down. I feel as left not, out as you did with the not, <laughs> I
1: was gonna say. Not everybody. Let's <laughs> just <laughs> <I laughs> all break off into cliques uh, once <laughs> in a <some> while. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, one person. Sort of
2: yeah. Anyway. So you, uh, you got fired from? No, yeah, I just recently got fired from last. What? I've I've worked there for so many years, right? And uh, uh, I uh, and it got taken over by a new manager, the guy who used to own it. Um, And and what happened was basically this guy kind of rebought his own club, Mm -hmm. and when he did that, he changed everything over, and 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 really kept. I mean, he kept the club alive because it was going to close probably, but. what he wants is, like, this kind of more, like, safe comedy. He wants, like, more on the cruise ship thing and... and um, Middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I, underst- I understand that from an economy point of view. In a tough time, in a city that's having a tough time, yeah. in a state that's having a tough time, I totally get, like, hey, you know, he's got to focus on the numbers. And um, and people, you know, people complained about my act. Uh, that That happened before. And the club and the club uh, it, uh, was totally happy and supportive because they knew that I was doing like creative, innovative stuff that was different than the, than what they're going to see normally. You know, they're going to see uh, there's plenty of that on the show already. There's plenty of like um, perfectly manicured setup and punch. So I I do a lot of fun experimental stuff. I got it was the first weekend I ever got a standing ovation. And then at the end of the week, he, you know, he goes, yeah, you can't come back. People were upset about the religion stuff that I talk about because <laughs> I don't I don't like, you know, I, I don't hold back on that because it's such a silly made up thing. And if people take it seriously, then that's their problem.
1: Yeah, you're, you're amongst fellow travelers here. But I could see how you get run out of town on a ramp.
2: Yeah, but I, but I understand it's like but it's right. a business decision. Sure, sure. So,
1: yeah. I, like, so, certainly I
2: can I could uh, I could go in bad him and say, hey, he's you know he's an idiot. But, but no, it's it's the consequence for me is I, I'm not going to be there. Find another venue, which I'm happy to do. And the consequence for him is he'll have lots of happy mainstream customers who never want to hear anything other than uh, you know uh,
1: jokes about driving and uh, airplanes. Right. Right. My wife makes me hold my purse when she goes shopping. What's up with that? It's huh? laying down
2: and falling asleep in the bank. Oh. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but, uh, hey, so you're gonna play a safe. If, if, just call it the safe uh, comedy club. And, and, and yet, the staff there I'm still good friends with and they're, they're great people and supportive and they were like, how could this happen? This is crazy. So, uh, you know, it's all good. And they told, I was specifically told that I didn't sell out enough. Uh, in, well, that was not the... Not the numbers. I didn't, I didn't sell out on my material enough. I should have... Uh, oh, you ma- should compromise. I, I should have compromised right. my material more to, to make it compatible with an audience. And uh, I take it as a... I guess as a compliment.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess if you're going to get fired for cause, doing what you believe in is the way to do it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, if you had compromised and still pissed people off and got shit-canned, then you're like, hey, I fucked myself and I got fucked. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. totally suck.
2: But, you know, but people were... It, it also... You know, people were very touchy about, you know, religion. I I said a Mormon thing. I said... uh, Wait a minute,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. Your postulate here is that when people build their lives around (laughs) a a house of cards made of of imaginary stuff, and then someone comes in and knocks the house of cards down and goes, Hey, you know all the shit you believe in is wrong and dumb? They don't like that? Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't like i thought they would embrace that
2: their made up silly belief system is possibly um benefiting them personally but leading overall to the destruction of society not helping so uh, they didn't like that they thought no I, and I, <laughs> And, and and I kept getting comment cards from people. Some people just gave me their comment cards. Other people sent them to the right. manager, and that's what he was mad of. Yeah, he was mad he was I got mad a lot of bad. I got a lot of bad comment cards on on, on you know religion stuff. So yeah, Mormon joke. I interrupted you. Yeah. Well, no, I, I had somebody stand up, and one of the first jokes I I said uh, I said. Uh, I open with a quote from H.G. Wells who said, moral indignation is jealousy with a halo. And I love that quote. That's right. It's a great quote. Yeah. And I said, here's what that means. It means Mormons really want to have gay sex. <laughs> and, and a dude stands up and walks out like in protest and that was like my first fucking joke so like well I, this is not for me I went uh, maybe he
1: was going to okay sex
2: yeah he might have been going out to the dumpster he's like you know what he might have been reminded you know what <laughs> I, I didn't blow anyone that's, that's today. that's
1: he was talking to me yeah,
2: and, and I'm not Didn't saying... Didn't have time
1: that, to fill out a comment card, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying all Mormons are are gay. I'm saying that being Mormon leads you to be gay eventually.
0: <laughs> and that's all
2: I meant by that. <laughs> oh, I see.
0: What's the weird thing is I wouldn't think of... I mean, i think of... Definitely Phoenix, definitely, definitely the East Valley, like Mesa, Arizona is Mormon. I didn't
2: really ever associate
0: Tucson as much with that, but I guess... No, it's
2: not. It's Tucson's not that Mormon. Yeah. It's okay. just, that guy happened to be, he ventured out <laughs> for one time in his life from his routine. Right. And Looking you know, for gay right. sex. Right. Yeah. Brought the family out, I'm it's sure. It's comedy club. Hmm, that's yeah. probably a hotbed of gay sex. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can just see, like, khakis leaving the club. Uh so yeah but that you know it, it, it's it's all good it it leads it that kind of thing happening i kind of wish it happened more not that i want it because i actually love that club a lot and i i, I really love it but like when things like that happen in life just in general like mm-hmm. it, it changes your path a bit and mm-hmm. and and it gets you out of your routine a bit of like it it just it's almost like a little electro shock that wakes you up and you go cool hey i see some more shit than i saw before
1: great yeah well, plus, I mean, if you really are getting up there, and can we, we talked a little bit about, we talked around this point, I think, with uh, Karen Kilgariff, and, and I think some of the stuff that you said is just gelled some of my thoughts from that, is the business of comedy, I, I have a problem with the business of comedy in as much as, and this is what I was trying to articulate last week, or last show, um, was... Going into a room and trying to win a crowd over is how I described it, but it's more like going into a room and trying to conform to the expectation of a crowd that may not have come to see you talk about how you're likening Mormonism to gay sex in the punchline. You know, it's like so, so getting through that barrier, but if you're up there actually talking about something you care about, I think it's immaterial. Yeah. You know, it's like you're getting out what you're going to get, and your your travels, I guess, and your journey or whatever. Uh, you know, you're going to get something out of it, regardless of whether you get shit camp from the place or not.
2: Yeah, 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 totally. And look, I need—I, it's the best. It really is, in some ways, the best thing because what that does is it leads—it leads me to to be in more line with my belief system, anyway. Which is, comics uh, that are doing things a little outside the mainstream shouldn't be working comedy clubs, anyway, because those are just like, um, as Doug Stanhope calls them, TGI comedies, like just chains that that crank yeah, out the yeah, same yeah. shit. And and really, we should be following that example of like, hey, make your own venue and b- have your own audience. Yeah. That's the model, that's the new model and paradigm that, that works for, for people who are doing things a little differently, so, you know, it's just the... Uh...
1: Well, yeah, that, that I think is the problem that I'm, I'm trying to come to grips with in my own head is, you know, going to a comedy club where they tell you essentially what's going to fly, you know, and if you want to do something out of that mold, then they either need to be receptive to they, the... The business owners need to be receptive to it, and then, eat worse, the punters coming in off the street have to be receptive to it for you to be quote-unquote successful, you know, to bring the people in and, and, and create laughter, you know, but there's, there, there's, there's there's like already two, ma- it's hard enough to do your shit anyway, right. then there's already two artificial hurdles, the business model, and then the people who, who... By all rights, they were at the mall, and they're like, "Hey, what are we gonna do tonight? Let's go see a comedy <laughs> show." And <laughs> the mall, you know, the, whatever. That, that, by the way, that never lasted very long. Those like the
2: clubs that were in the mall. <laughs> right, right, right. Th- there was a lot of them, and then they were gone because that that was like the
1: worst. Well, that's the boom. That was the boom. Yeah, and it's like you know, we totally. Oh, uh, this used to be a you know. Whatever, sharper <laughs> image. That's why I... <laughs> we, could put a, we could put a comedy club oh, in there. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. No, you used to be a chess king, and now... Uh, <laughs> like, ropo style. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that's why I really... Do, I love that, that uh, phrase from, from Stanhope, TGI comedies, because it's it's the perfect way to describe yep. some, some of those clubs and, you know, I, but, you know, you can't judge it. It's just, it, you have to accept them for what they are and then you have to be yourself and and if you blame, like, if, if you spend your life blaming the clubs for that shit, then you go nowhere and you just live a life of, like, being angry and you die. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, I think there's always going to be people who, who blame stuff that, you know, that, who make excuses and that's just another stupid excuse. Yeah. But I've I just, you know, because, I mean, I think... My experience has almost exclusively been in, you know, the alt-comedy world where people do what they want. It's, it's, who, yeah. who is it? Was it the, Pat, Patton Oswald has the line about living in Austin or Portland where it's like, what do you mean I can't pay for my sandwich with a song kind of thing? <laughs> and it's a great line because it's totally like, you know, I could do whatever <laughs> I want and there's no She's restrictions right. and I'm not, you know.
0: And when Troy and I met, now... Oh the first night I met you, you were doing comedy Jesus, which I want to talk more about that in depth in a little bit, but oh, yeah. this was at, um, there was a venue called, Paper uh, Heart. Yeah, Paper Heart Gallery. Great place. This was, and I'm, I, I can't, I'm not saying Phoenix isn't like this now, I don't know, because I haven't lived there and I talk to people and they still do stuff, but I feel like when I was really involved in that scene, it was a really good time where there was, uh, we had, Modified Arts was a place that was an art gallery and they were doing shows. Um, the trunk space is still there. They were doing shows, both comedy and music, and Paper Heart Gallery did the same thing art and comedy and shows. And uh, you and I were both, uh, anything I had to do with comedy in Phoenix was directly related to Ron Babcock, Ryan McKee, Modest Proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, very much, yeah, kind of, I felt spoiled because I knew that there was like comedy clubs. There was. The improv and you get good people there. at The Tempe location. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something I think called Comedy Sports in Scottsdale. They might have had something. Um, they might have had a franchise there.
2: Yeah, I think they did. Well, yeah, and I, I was in an improv troupe there in to Scottsdale too, the oxymorons, mm-hmm. which which got. Well, that's a. That, you know, it's funny. I'm just realizing a pattern that got taken over by new management, and it was Mormon owned. So they had a rule <laughs> like you weren't allowed to say the word God. Or gosh on stage.
1: Because, gosh?
2: Yeah, which I, I understand growing up as a fundamentalist, that was there were certain churches I went to. Oh, where, there's, where you're still euphemistically. You're using, yeah, yes, you're still yes. referencing the Lord's right, name right, in right. vain, and that's close enough. She's in crackers. You. He's like, gosh? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah okay,
1: look, he's omnipotent and omniscient. You, you, you pretty much can figure out, if you're just thinking something bad about him, he's going to know.
2: And one of the main motivations for me moving to Los Angeles was... Um, when I was with that group, like I kept, I stayed with them. Uh, it's one of those things, like I wish I would have gotten fired from that; it would have <laughs> propelled me sooner. But I stayed with them and complied with that a bullshit lot. stuff. And I, uh, Rick Overton, had a, who's amazing. Love Rick Overton. He is big fan Overton. amazing, and he. I was telling him about it, and instead of like just like instead of being someone who goes, yeah, yeah, that really sucks, you know, he goes, you got to get out of there. He like said it with urgency. He goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes. I can see him too. He goes. That's really poisonous. You got to get out of that. And yeah. I went really. And it made me think like, wait a minute, it is poisonous. I feel the poison running through my veins. So that led me to go. Okay, I know, it's time to go. Uh, that was one of the motiv- motivating factors. So thank you, Rick Overton. La- for last that time I talked to things.
1: last time I talked to Rick Overton, he he said with similar urgency that I should uh, go out audition for cop roles.
2: He is never wrong and he is wrong. urgent about stuff wow. he is. He is not, I love that yeah, he makes sense. He, he, Gene is a cop, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah I totally see that. He's not he's, he's not wrong. Really wrong. I, oh no no, that that wasn't a joke. He knows That was not a joke. I feel
0: like I should go to he's like some sort of oracle he, who I should he is. sit down with. He is an an have you seen, I should let any, him put his hands on my head. Have you seen any of his work? Yeah, I've seen plenty of his yeah. work. yeah. He's I have been watching him since uh, *The Adventures of Beans Baxter*. I've been watching him on since. That show.
1: I've been watching him since *Young Doctors in Love*, my friend. Mm. Wow. I, I I remember Rick Overton. I, matter of fact, the first time when I met him, I was like, "I remember you in *Young Doctors in Love*." Oh no! He's nice. like, really? And I'm like, yes. I should him come to the podcast. Right. I would. You know what? That's a great idea. I. He's he, amazing. He is amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw him at uh, Tozer's show at uh, what you call it? Amber Tozer. Mm-hmm. Amber Tozer, previous guest. Of the show yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, he is an oracle. He and he's a, yeah. a certifiable genius. It's true.
0: So you moved to LA, kind of uh based on that incident,
2: based on his, his well, oracular based on that, and I also was a, I was the publicist for the Tempe Improv, and that was the uh, those two factors together. And uh and uh, I I did that job for six months, and I like took this like semi break. I hardly did any stand up in that period. I took this big break, and I um and it was like on one hand it was great because I'm spending time with. A lot of time with the comics coming through. Uh, on the other hand, it was way more poisonous than being in a Mormon improv troupe. Um, it, it, or a Mormon sanctioned improv troupe. Right, a Mormon sanctioned <laughs> improv It's not, actually, there were hardly any Mormons in the troupe. Because really then it would have people. been
1: called Oxymormons. Right, the Oxymormons. Oh
2: my God. I can't believe that you. <laughs> I never even thought of that. That's so perfect. The Oxymormons, I'm sure that's some well look, there's I'm how much you want to bet
1: that's a, look it up.
2: What's BYU's I'm sure.
1: improv troupe? call? Oxymormons.
2: Oh. oh my god, that's
1: great.
2: Kevin Kataoka has a great joke about how like when when uh, when you die, there's a like <laughs> there, there's like these comedy clubs in heaven. Like you know, they say like, "Hey, go to that comedy club in the sky when a comic dies," yeah, yeah. and that they all end like it's gods with a Z. Oh, like, They Christ. all end in a Z. Everything, <laughs> everything ends in a Z. And comedy really sports lo- with a Z. Yeah. yeah, everything has a Z if it's improv. So anyway, those things got me like really motivated. It's like life changes help shock you and turn you in the right direction, and that's exactly what happened. And um, and moving out here was uh, definitely one of the best things I've done. I avoided the normal route of doing the sitcoms and the commercial stuff, which I did in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I went, I said, hey, this is just a damn great place to, it's, there's good soil here and you can make things happen. I, I, met, I met people on Craigslist to, to assemble productions and, and, ha, and hey, hire a PA and pay somebody 20 bucks to help with a shoot that I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And just made shit happen out of nothing. And that some of those people are still great friends today. And now some of them are even like celebrity people on on YouTube and other places. And it's
1: unbelievable. Are there any celebrities on YouTube? There are
2: definitely (laughs) celebrities. Oh my God. It's Um, unbelievable. I'm surprised that that you don't just get a show after a year of celebrity status on YouTube. I think, ha- hasn't there been? There have been, but I, I, it surprises me. There's not more. like You know, Kassim G... Did they finally cancel... The Fine speaking brothers.
1: Of, speaking of bullshits...
2: <laughs> did they finally cancel shit my dad says? I don't, I don't know. know, but it got high... I heard it was got getting sky-high ratings. Was it? I heard it was getting great ratings. I, no, no.
1: See, this is... I, I'm conflicted because... I'm I'm really really trying to not be a hater for anything because I know how hard yeah are. I, okay, I agree. With <clears throat> that. Um, I really really don't want to be a hater, but thank you. But they did cancel Perfect Couples.
0: I have heard that they've they've uh, replaced the. The time slot with Paul Reiser show. We had Jen Kirkman on our show. She, she's a writer on Perfect Couples. I'm, and I've been watching it, and it's been getting better and better every week. And I'm, I feel like, oh shoot, they're now they're pulling. The yeah, plug
2: on it. I would watch it if I had n- known that Jen Kirkman's. A See, writer. this is
1: the thing. This is the thing. Is is is. And and then watching everybody with, like you know hating on it, and I'm like I you know I I know and support one of the people who writes on that show. It really it just it's like you fucking people have no fucking clue.
2: Yeah, you know, like I mean, it is it's it's an easy guilty pleasure to hate on stuff, but it's so easy now with online, and, and everyone feels very entitled to do so. Yeah, yeah. and and, it, and what it comes down to though, it's often people who are not creating anything, so you have to factor in that there's this like bitterness and and it's like hey if i'm not creating something at least i can create a review of other people's stuff yeah
1: yeah no i think i have a handle on i think i have a handle on the stupidity factor and the, the bitterness factor but it's just i mean it's just hard it gets harder and harder to tolerate especially if you're trying to look at it from the point of view of someone who it's like you know um, you, you can do something you can, do, if you want to do something, you can do it. I mean, you know, we're doing this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it's like in lieu of other creative activities. It's like, we can do this. We could do other things. You know, yeah, we could you, shoot videos. We do whatever we want. There's no excuse anymore for no, not no, doing no. something
2: in no. this, in this field now. The field especially is in open. Los
0: Angeles, oh God, because there is there's so is so many resources. There is. And I've, it's I've, good the, soil. The first week I moved here, I moved here, um, well, I moved here after Christmas of six. So 2007 was the start of. You know, but the, the start of that year was the start of my life in Los Angeles. And like within the first week or so... The holidays don't count, <laughs> Right, exactly. The first week or so, I had landed like a, a little bit part in a, a movie. And, and, and look at you that. now. And now I... There yeah, is. I've been... You've got a
1: slightly bigger bit part in a movie just do, recently. I do, I <laughs> I do. Um,
0: and, yeah. I want to also speak on the whole internet commentary thing. I was yeah. working on a, a reality show called Bama Bells. It lasted two episodes and they yanked it.
1: And like. Because it was so awesome. Exactly. It was so awesome. Could not handle how great it it was. Could not
0: handle the Bama Bells. And like, I go online and I'm looking for information. Like, I, I find the news story about the show being canceled, you know, before I hear about it from who I'm working for or anybody else. And sure enough, there's commentary like, that show's horrible. I hope that all those people. Can't ever work again, like all this stuff. And I'm like, you're talking about me. Like, I can't. I, as I was saying
1: to you, it's not like you're an SS officer. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you like like you no. know rode through Russia with sword and fire, killing all the peasants and rounding no, up Jews. Like you just you just were like a minor cog on a shitty reality show. I'm the How guy who deserve like. I'm the guy, I hope you never work again.
0: I'm the guy at the grocery store <laughs> debating whether this week I'm buying coconut milk creamer or soy milk creamer because one's a dollar more than the other.
2: I'm going to tell you right now that wise choice is coconut milk because it (laughs) doesn't uh, fuck up your hormones.
1: This is true. This is true. And it's tasty. Wait, does soy milk... That's processed. Soy milk is not good for you. It uh, it can mess up... But is it... it, Unless it's been cooked for Hormone balance. I don't know. Maybe you could be right. I think it's true. Well, maybe there's... Because I know there's something that there's no... I know there's something having to do with brain chemistry... That if the proteins in soy are cooked, if you if you eat or you no know, maybe it's fermented, maybe um, it has to be fermented. Like tofu is okay, but edamame. We'll put it. a link to that on the website, <laughs> and we'll have uh, the,
2: the final answer. I think that's in the future. I think things will be answered, but everyone's answer will be, "All right, well, I don't know. I'll put a link on my website what later." Like I, all conversations. Let's were, go to Wikipedia,
0: huh? <laughs> So yeah, I, it's just it, yeah, people are working, people are struggling, people are 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 trying to make a living here, and um, now Troy. But now you, on the other hand, I feel like most of the time, what keeps you busy is stuff that you enjoy doing. You you have your fingers in a lot of pies, as mm-hmm. they would say. Is that a euphemism in the all...
1: in the San Fernando Valley? That can have a completely different. That's movie. true. <laughs>
2: That's true. I, look, I love doing. I, I, I gravitate towards stuff that I'm passionate about, and I'm lucky enough to, to like, to to be able to do that. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, otherwise, it's not worth it. I, I have to live as if it's the last day. And I and I have to go, I also, my favorite quote is Kierkegaard. He says, life has to be lived forward, but it can only be understood backwards. And I think, like, you know, when you die, you're going to, you, you'll look back, and you'll go, you'll go, what did I do? half the shit I wanted to or you know like it's really important to stay on stuff you're passionate about so when I I think satire is a big part of our our future because it's sometimes our only access to the truth and to hearing stuff our brains won't absorb direct truth it's like it gets blocked but satire it's like the laughter opens the door and then you can kind of see a glimpse of reality
1: Well, I think I think satire. I, I think there are people. I think there are people that can handle the truth, that that process the truth correctly. And I think oftentimes the only way that you can communicate that truth to the people who don't is via satire. Is the satire? Well,
2: it's better. It's better packaging. It's like choosing. It's like choosing the candy that's just uh, like an unwrapped bar of chocolate sitting there, yeah, yeah. or something in a shiny, well packaged yeah, yeah. wrapper. You always go for the shiny thing. Right, right. Satire makes stuff shiny, and I, I've had better success with with reaching people with that type of stuff than. Than anything else, because it's it's just it's all it's all basically boils down to like metaphor. And if you're teaching in metaphor, oh, yeah, you're absorbing. You know,
1: one of the first things I learned um, doing tech support was um, if you talk to people about like their car, they'll understand. It's, like, it's it's you know it's like well, what what you got here is you know it's like you have a flat tire. Things are running slow. What we're gonna do is we're going to rotate your tires, we're going to make sure everything's in balance, everything's fine. You know, or whatever. Whatever the, the problem is. You got You have to find a, a, a common a common language.
2: I'll tell you why I love that. Uh, I used, I didn't know about this until you just said it. I often just instinctively use bicycle for projects that I'm doing. So I say, it, it's kind of like the metaphor thing. It's the only way to see the truth. Like, if I'm working on a project, I'm I'm either always going to think it's awesome or always going to think it sucks. So what I do is I go, if this project were a bicycle, how would it be running? Is it moving? Or am I just spending all the time in the garage building it? Or is it actually out there moving? Gotcha. Are the spokes there? Or am I really trying to pass off with, like, two spokes? Like, and that gives me an honest feedback of, like, hey, you know what? I'm not even... I've been letting this thing sit in the garage, growing cobwebs, and thinking that I'm. I don't know if that makes sense, but.
1: No, I do. I understand. No, that's 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 pretty awesome visualization. Yeah. Yeah. In
2: 1965,
0: the Ronco label put out this record by Isabel Baker called "I Like God Style." It's Christian rockabilly. back to our conversation with Troy Conrad. Now, Comedy Jesus is is one of these projects you've been doing for a long time and have been successful with. You have a a DVD, a Comedy Jesus DVD.
2: Yeah, yeah. It got distribution. It was was really great. Um, You know, I did the show festivals all over and, you know, took it to... All over in, in Canada and took it into um, to Dublin
1: and it had just such a blast. Did you rename it Comedy Jesus when you went to Dublin? Jesus, Comedy, Comedy Jesus, Jesus. That's
2: funny. They did say that, and 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 I walked around the streets in Dublin, and I literally had so many people. They come and go, Jesus. I got the question for you, and and I, I, here's why that's off-putting because. And that's what I do in the show. Because one,
1: they didn't you're know that. not Jesus. And and
2: the biggest thing is, yeah, but I'm not really the real Jesus, but they're drunk enough that... that- <laughs> that they have an amazing ability to suspend disbelief.
1: Well, I think I think I am being I well, besides being drunk all the time, I think that's one of the traits of the Irish. It's amazing. Willing no, it's, it's unbelievable how much alcohol
2: is constantly flowing through the system. And and that goes through like it, it, you go out at lunchtime and you just can assume everyone's drunk and they are. And 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 it's a beautiful part of the culture. And that made Jesus really interesting and welcome. Um, and, and everywhere I went, it was like, "Oh, it's Jesus." Hey, I, I, I'm wondering something, and people would ask me questions like, "I really was Jesus?" And I, and I couldn't. Well, as far no as better. they,
1: as far as they knew, right? As
2: far <laughs> as they knew, you know. And it was, it was really great. Could
1: you settle a bet for us, Jesus? <laughs> yeah, and they're all. By the way,
2: they're all like uh, uh, Dublin anyway. Not all of Ireland, but Dublin is is a very much uh, uh, atheist and agnostic. Uh, place <laughs> nice. it really is I mean no, everyone's like nah we know it's all bullshit but we still go to mass so we can meet and have a drink that's <laughs> literally how it goes they give you free wine <laughs> right right <laughs> you have the free wine and more crackers father no, I really do I, 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 when I first got to town I, there was this beautiful cathedral that like gave me goosebumps you know I go, oh, what? this is so magnanimous what is that Oh, that's our tourist office like, so they ch- everything is something else now. Right. Who knows? If someday it'll be a comedy club in a mall. <laughs> right.
1: Saint laughs with a Z. Saint laughs with a Z.
2: <laughs> it's perfect. Now you recorded the DVD <laughs> at iOS? Uh, no, the, D- uh, the DVD was recorded... Um, no, DVD was recorded in Albuquerque at, at a oh, okay. really great festival called the Revolutions uh, Theater and Film Festival, uh, Tricklock Lock Company. And, um, and that you know, didn't plan on it being the DVD, it just yeah. was the D V D. Um and uh that was just that, that was a blessing. And I, I don't do the show anymore, but now I'm working on a new TED talk mm-hmm. uh for Jesus. Like so Jesus will be doing like a little mini TED Talks, nice. Right, right. And uh, so I may be doing that in uh, going to Scotland in uh, August, doing Edinburgh. Awesome. My new show called Setlist is, it just got in the festival. Um, and and uh, that's there. And then I'm going to go do my own thing too. Very cool. Very really cool. exciting. Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Now, you, you were working for a while with the Black Box Theater at iOS though? Oh, I
2: just, yeah. I still do stuff. When I came to LA, I did the writing program at... Second City, mm-hmm. then I did the writing program at IO West, and then I did the writing program at uh, UCB Theater, uh-huh. and I got amazing and different training from all three. And I use that IO sp- IO space is the best resource ever. It's just unbelievable. Um, you know, if you want to put a show up, you can put a show up. You just got to make make it a good show and 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 talk to the people and you know pitch the show. It's it's there's no excuses like we're talking about for not doing yeah, what you want to totally. do and and yeah. when I heard about Christopher Titus and how he got his whole he got his show on Fox because he created this show and said I'm not going to wait for a network to give me a show I'm going to make my show happen and he rented the theater and he did the thing and he got the reviews and he busted his ass and eventually they did give him a show but he probably would have been happy to create his own thing which is yeah well
1: that's he, that's well I guess it's it's I don't think there's a probably would have been. He was happy yep. doing what he oh, was doing. He already doing. was happy doing. And something. then the you know the I'm sure network money was no. I'm going to reject it. I will be a starving artist in my garret's rather than take a buttload of cash to do this. Yeah. And have that chick who was eventually going to be lost as my girlfriend, <laughs> whose name escapes me. Never seen him. So, uh, oh, go ahead. I don't. I was going to uh, Cynthia Watros. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so you um <clears throat> I remember around the election, uh, I was in a video with you uh for you. Yes called Yes
1: We Clan. I'm yes gonna definitely can. put that up on the shakytownradio.com <laughs> blog. Um So let me get this list. Yes We Clan. I'm gonna guess it's about Scottish festival. <laughs> Different kind of clan.
2: Yeah, it would be a good one.
0: Try, uh, I'll let you uh, d- d- explain the premise of Yes We Clan. Yes We
2: Clan is based on the uh, Obama Yes We Can video, which was the black and white with all the amazing musicians and uh, people that, that were supporting Obama. And, and, uh, and I thought, let's have a, a version for the republicans who i was uh, i think uh, i think now i have a little bit more open view of like i I'm, I'm not calling all republicans racist and i'm not calling all tea i, I don't even call tea party people racist anymore i say the, some of them are very clan curious uh, <laughs> but not full on racist, racist i want to use that word as sparingly as possible i definitely would say categorically across the board to the degree that you are a birther, you are a racist. They're exactly neck and neck on a scale of one to ten. If you go, well, I'm fifty fifty on the birth well oh, good, dude. you're fifty fifty racist too.
1: Right. Because
2: there's no there's no escaping that. But um I you know, so in some ways I love that video. But I, uh, I think now it's easy to see that it, it might be overdoing it <laughs> and, 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 and sort of broadening, making making the whole GOP racist or whatever. Tarring and, everyone and I, with the
1: same brush. And I and,
2: and, think and – I, 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 I would go as far to say I think that is a terrible, horrible thing to uh, – for anybody to do, uh, those of us on the left, to call people racist if they're not. Mm-hmm. Because let's, let's save it for the real times right. now. Right. Uh, certainly, I have no problem calling like like Rush Limbaugh a racist. I I I I think that th- that's easy to prove on paper and with audio and video clips. <laughs> yeah, um, and to be
0: fair, I mean, or, you were fair. You you only it's you only targeted those who actually said and did horrible
2: vile things. That's true. Except except uh, uh, I I realize now that I have a quote from William Bennett, the dr- former drugs czar <laughs> for under Reagan, and he said this quote about. Uh, you know, you could eliminate every, you could abort every black baby in this country and crime would go down. Well, that is a horrifically racist sounding statement. But then when you listen to the whole thing in context, it's actually, he's not saying it as right. a racist thing. He's saying it as a denouncing thing, I, th- I think, I hope. So that, that was the only thing I think that was like an unfair uh, snippet because it's, it's right. not quite the full context even though it could be. Right, right, right. And he worked under Reagan, so you have to wonder. Yeah, but yeah. So I, anyway, I, I'm just saying. I don't want to give the impression that I think all oh, Republicans are racist. It, it, it certainly
1: there's we'll cut we'll we'll take that out of context. You <laughs> take it out of context and <laughs> <safe. laughs> and just where it says all Republicans yeah. are racist, that'd <laughs> be hilarious. <laughs> we'll we'll, like a we'll video, have you do we'll have you do we'll have you do the <laughs> drop at the end of the show, and you'll be like, I'm Troy Conrad, and all Republicans are <laughs> racist. <laughs> oh. Now, I remember you got a lot of,
0: like, I'm not even negative feedback about that. You got... Threats. I got death threats yeah. from the
2: clan and they called me, they said, these these Jews making this video, which is <laughs> really funny, and I kind of take that as a compliment,
1: because that makes me, like, smarter than I Part of the Part of, what I was going to say, part of the Hollywood entertainment machine. Yeah, yeah. like, wow, I feel so great <laughs> right. about I that. would be more successful if I was a Jew.
2: Yeah, well, it's, like... <laughs> I just maybe have more uh, talented DNA, but I, I don't... Uh, I I don't take death threats that seriously on the internet. Now, when I get them, um, I've had a lot from that video and from the... I still get lots from the Jesus Show, although not not straight death threats. But I get a lot of stuff from Christians uh, um, who uh, take things seriously. And it's usually like younger male guys who are really passionate. And, hey, Jesus got me off drugs and, why you know... And they misinterpret. It's, it's always people who don't watch the stuff right. that get the most mad. Yeah, because and then when they watch it, they go, "Oh, I see. He's not mocking Jesus. He's mocking people's silly belief systems that that's going to save them, and they don't have to have real relationships."
0: No, you play Jesus as a very likable dude. Oh,
2: thanks. I mean, and the, that's how he's supposed to be. Is like, yeah. like it's like it's like look, everyone else invented a Jesus that they follow. I'm just inventing mine, and I'm going to decide Jesus was a pretty cool dude who, like, refuses to, to go along with the bullshit mainstream, and is not afraid to turn things over, and maybe that's how the real dude was, so, like, you know, certainly not a uh, a deity, but if people need that, for, fine, you know, use it as a drug, uh, if, if it's, you know, if it's, just don't, please don't. Put it in the schools or <laughs> tell other people.
1: Well, that I mean, and and this is this has come up on previous shows too. It's the it's the fact that a a large chunk of most of Christianity has the I have to tell you about this. It's part of the it's part of the gig, you know. And I have to be I have to make sure everyone believes what I believe. Yeah, you and, know, and it's like. What? That's
2: that's just that just that just don't set right. And 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 my crusade if I can use that that uh, horrifying word uh, <laughs> is is to separate
1: ideas from things. Wait, what were you say? I was going to say so you you're, you're going to separate ideas Ideas from from the things, and you're going to do so by getting a bunch of kids and then selling them into slavery to the Turks. Yeah, 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 right? exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I just want to make sure. I always
2: make fun of that word crusade. Like, just want to make sure we're yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're on the same page. No, but 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 really, no. My my mission is really to to sack um, sack sac Byzantium while you're on the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're they're Christians, right? Yeah, but they're Eastern Orthodox.
2: There's no Christians. good, and there's really there's no good word you can say that doesn't have a religious connotation where people are killed. My mission. Oh shit, that was, yeah, that was <laughs> not good either. My mission um, statement. My vision. But but no, really, it is to, to separate ideas from people, and it and and, I, and and this is one of the things that they got mad at. At last, I got fired for. As I said, it's time we start loving people and hating religion, and they didn't <laughs> like that. But like, how? T- tell me what's wrong with that? It's time to hate bad ideas that are not helpful to humanity, but love the people even if they have. Like, you don't. When someone has AIDS, you don't hate them. You hate AIDS that's religion is no different than AIDS it's right. actually way worse and it kills faster
1: and it's been doing so for much longer yeah,
2: yeah. and there's no cure yeah. at least AIDS dies with the person uh, religion gets passed on right yeah. yeah 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 Yeah.
1: and we did religion mostly to ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. So. yeah so that
0: led into the, the post the post racial yeah, society the... we live in that's no right. the, the post obama Election uh, that kind of led into angry town hall. yeah, and um, rallying against the fire stations.
2: Yeah, because I, I was, I was c- confronted with all these um, people who were like on the like all this weird blend of like libertarian, which I certainly I, I love the idea uh, we can't escape the, 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 the very idea of capitalism in terms of like capitalizing on something like you're capitalizing right now on the idea of hey, we can get people together and have a conversation. And provide it to people. Sure, I love that idea of capitalism. And and Howard Bloom is this amazing author who changed everything in my life by reading his work. He wrote the Lucifer Principle. Um, Doug Stanhope's the one who turned me on to him. This guy is unbelievable. Look him up on YouTube. He's got giant viral videos now everywhere yeah. on the Amazing Atheist channel and all that. So he, so I I started looking at capitalism and socialism and all, and all these people protesting Obama's a socialist like. It's so stupid. Um, so I had to mock that. So I started One Million Strong, one day on Facebook, just out of anger, I started One Million Strong against our socialist fire departments. And that, I don't know, it just <laughs> went nuts. It went viral and it went on Reddit and it went all over. And then Michael Moore tweeted about it and all the and Tom Hartman and all these people that I like and listen to. Uh, it, was, it was really cool, right? that led to like all this crazy angry <laughs> I got more hate mail I still do you, it's great because you just watch videos and watch comments online I still have yet to post on angry uh, the angry com site I got a this week I'm going to do this so now I, now I'm committed I'm gonna post all my like emails that I got. People just send me these emails of like telling me how wrong I am. If we if we privatize our fire departments and give them to Halliburton, what, How many people do you think are gonna die? And and I, God, they made my point so beautifully. It was just like I, I couldn't have said, I could never have articulated what was said in the emails to me. Like I just I love these people who wrote it. And then they'd write back like a day later and they'd go, Oh, oh. I get it now. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome! Hey, keep it going. Like, right, right. I've never had someone like want to kill me and then go, "Oh, dude, that's great! I'm buying a t-shirt." Uh, which, by the way, don't buy a t-shirt because I'm out. And <laughs> I'm tired of shipping.
1: To be honest, that's I think the biggest. That's the biggest problem with me with me getting off my ass and doing t-shirts is someone's got to ship them, and fuck, I don't know about that. Oh, it's a it's a. And I'm not going to go through something stupid like you know zazzle. <laughs> yeah these these comments
2: it's just it's not It's there's no way to make any money off it and I, yeah. even I didn't even make any I did it because I did it for the love of the game because because yeah yeah really well no that's uh, no
1: absolutely I, I, I would like it to be uh, you know some sort of monetizing thing but I know frankly it's probably going to be a break even oh, thing
2: but you know what if I look if I wanted to do that I could have pursued this and made it a huge business model but I I really didn't want to I wanted it to be
1: spread out and people to get the idea but I but also, you know, I think if you do that, do you really want to put down roots and be the angry town? I, I sometimes with the right. whole Pee, the Pee Wee Herman Renaissance. It, yeah,
0: they just had the um, <coughs> HBO just ran the Broadway special. When
1: when, when they, they the did new the, version when I they think. did the, the promos, I was watching the promos. Have you seen the promo where, um, it's you know it starts out with a shot of somebody going through this thing of bow ties and rejecting them all, and it the last bow tie left is the tiny little red bow tie and puts it on and you know, the t- t- shot is it's Pee Wee putting his bow tie in and he's like, Ha-ha! and he does the Pee Wee laugh. And I'm like, what the fucker's been doing that for 40 years now? <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it's like, do you want to put down roots and be the angry town hall guy? Yeah. I mean, you know, to the exclusion right. to the, ex- cause, cause you know, I imagine if you do that as your venture, you, you gotta do that full time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's worked for Neil Hamburger.
1: Agreed, and it's worked for people. I, mean, Pee- I love that, yeah. It, it's and it's, but I'm just saying that seems to be a very conscious choice. We need to have Neil on the show and talk about. It, yeah,
2: it, it is. It is hard once you commit to that character because it's like, look at. I still feel like it's not addressed much, but it's always awkward when Larry the Cable Guy, like he's on <laughs> Stiver shows, and he's got to be in character, and it's got to be so awkward. because right, yeah, he's yeah. just some dude. Yeah, it's like when George Bush does the Southern accent, the Connecticut guy from George. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's got to be awkward to. let like, being that character all the time. I mean, yeah. in a way, very similar, Larry the Cable Guy and George Bush, like, I mean, both yeah. are, like, just, like, kind of, like, the dumb redneck yeah. character. In all and you have actually you do the Bush character, the Bush monologues. Um, yeah, I started doing it, you know, I, 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 um, I was dying to do an honest version of George Bush, and then I heard that Will Ferrell was doing this show on Broadway yeah. uh, called uh, You're Welcome, America, and I went, ah... Oh, I, I, this is what what I said. I was relieved. I went, "Oh, this is great! I don't have to do the show that I was thinking of because he is going to skewer George Bush and satirize the situation and kind of give some honesty to the man." And because just the title, "You're Welcome, America," beautiful. <laughs> and I I was first in line to get the DVD, and I got it, and I watched. I think I watched uh, fifteen twenty minutes, and I just I had like a vomitous feeling in my stomach. I went. This is a really poorly done, but extravagantly funded Saturday Night Live sketch that has nothing to do with truth and honesty. It has to do with like, Bush is stupid and I, I well duh I, yeah and I, but I I did not expect I thought yeah, hey thought it's Broadway even... it's gotta have substance I didn't yeah. I forgot oh dude, yeah you know, I know and, dude but I'm, I'm an idiot dude, I never went Starlight to Starlight Express wow I, I know nothing of this stuff and so <laughs> I thought well to be on Broadway near new yeah, Mamma Mia you're playing and you're on Broadway you're playing to, to retarded people dude. from another uh, from, from like Green tiny, Day had a Broadway tiny, show tiny towns and, and I know that yeah no it's and the great way you're leaving. playing people who've never experienced any sort of culture yeah and have been completely retarded to the idea right. of 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 culture so so I get it and yeah. I watched this and I went oh okay yeah, it was kind of that. like I like oh now I gotta do this show because I have to it's inside me I have to do it right, right it's right. like it's like being a musician you got a song in you right, you right. don't just go oh okay I had yeah. so I decided to do an honest yeah. version of George Bush and also a, a even a, a version of him that's not just like grill him and screw him. He's he's just a, a warmonger and he's stupid. I wanted to have like parts show the inner psyche of a normal human being who also happened to have rich parents and become president. Like all that stuff. That's a... Because that's who he is. He's sure. not a monster. He's not a warm. No, monitor. and he's not an idiot. And he's not an idiot. He's yeah. really not.
1: He's not. He, yeah. Well, he, he, I mean, getting a B average at an Ivy League school or whatever look,
2: is fucking hard. Look, he—he's <laughs> he not be a, stupid. He, I relate to him in this way. Uh, uh I got terrible grades in school because part of it is I didn't want to work. He's exactly a guy yeah. who doesn't want to work. He has some intelligence. I want to. You know what I want to do? I,
1: I want to run a baseball team. That's what yeah. you say when you're ten years old and right. you got to run a baseball team. Right. <laughs> and also it's probably not a lot of work. Yeah, like you're not No, doing... he sits in, he, he hangs out with ball players, yeah. he sits in a big office and people bring him stuff. Oh, man, I get that. I did I
2: did construction jobs before and like an yeah, hour in I was like fuck oh, this I wish shit. I could just take a break for a while or Yeah. Can yeah. I is there a way to get paid if I just sit and, and watch people do it and, and <laughs> a good job? Like I I don't want to work that hard sometimes. Yeah, and, no. and and I, that's why I, I said let's apply that cuz that's me, right? Part of it's a reflection of every human and myself in that show, George Bush, but it was like very soul searching honest and the the, the big the opening line is like, you know, two weeks into the presidency, he says, I didn't want the job. And that's I feel like exactly who he was. Like yeah. he's like, oh now I got it. Okay, can is there a way to like have someone else take this over now
1: either that or it's like so how often can I take a vacation right which he did oh yeah he did and that's very you know this is not unfounded it's a shitty job right
2: it's a shitty job man well the
1: the onions the when Obama got elected black (laughs) man got elected the worst worst job in America America. (laughs) okay
2: uh continuously and you nailed every single oh, yeah. thing in the world yeah. and, and so I, I wanted that and and um I have a DVD coming out soon for that and and you know we did a big taping and and, and uh it, it's it's really fun it's something I'm really proud of because it, it it's um it's different and it by the way i I have more of an understanding of George Bush now than I ever ever did and what's really scary is i I, I kind of have a like a almost acceptance of him that I I used to just hate him and go
1: like oh man he's a but I don't now see this I think this is gelling a lot of other things for me too I, the internet commentary and and things like that on whatever side it is if it's like you hate Jesus and I want to kill you or you why do you hate fire departments I want to kill you <laughs> or whatever it is you know it, it, it's that ignorance thing and it's so easy to say. Obama's not even an American citizen or Bush is an idiot he looks like a monkey it's like you know uh, th- that sort of inability to see the nuances of things and to just paint over everything we you know whatever side yeah. of the argument on it's fucking stupid yeah. it's the and it's it's easy it's the most anti-american thing I can think of you know it's it's like ultimately I know America yeah. is, is is a bunch of rubes and and we're, we're most of the people that came here were either stupid immigrants or crazy religious nuts fleeing persecution because they were fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's that, that American, you know, there's that cutting through the bullshit that I think we've lost. If we've lost anything in this country, it's the ability to go, no, fuck that. That's stupid. I don't believe that, <laughs> that one fucking bit, you know, the whole show me kind of, you know... Pony up stuff, and now it just seems to be the shrill. Like you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, there's there's just so much entitlement for everybody's like
2: opinion on stuff, and it just evolves. There's so much stupidity, but I I, I hope that 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 kind of like we get that out of our system, and that that eventually people realize that their their stupid arguments, which aren't even argument, like people have these like. you notice, like every online argument ends in name calling instead yeah. of a real argument. It's the yeah, yeah, opposite of real, yeah. actual conversation and
1: debate, where people would never end an argument that way. People need to. People need to go to a junior college and take yes. like an introduction to debate. Yes, course. everybody in this country should pony up the whatever oh. fifteen or twenty bucks and learn what a straw man is, learn what begging the question is, learn what ad hominem attacks are, and those. If you learn, go to. The, you know what. All 20 people who listen to this show, go to Wikipedia, who will probably already know this shit. Go to Wikipedia and look up those three things. Ad hominem, attack, straw man, and begging the question. Begging the question doesn't mean I want to ask you a question. It means setting up your question and fucking answering it. Yeah. When you say, we all know Obama's from Kenya, right? That's fucking begging the question, <laughs> yeah. And and,
2: and and really, it's the ad hominem stuff. That, and the ad hominem That, stuff that is, is the, most that is the shit. essence of every online argument. Like, in a, well, you're just a douchebag, or yeah. you're just a, that. That's a horrible. That yeah. means if if you even though you feel like you won, if you do that, you automatically lose. And I'm going to declare it officially, and I'm going to make sure the textbooks say this. If you end your argument with a name calling, and, and that includes me calling someone a racist, and yes, we clan. You lose unless the person you can prove really is a yeah, yeah, racist. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: But but the good news is the good news is if you call someone an asshole on the internet, 99% of the time you're fucking right. <laughs> well, that's, that's Eventually you're gonna be I've been an asshole on the internet. I, I and I know it. You know what I, I do now? I,
2: I've had this so many times now because I try I try to live this principle and when when I when people like I had I get nasty Emails and nasty things online, and I'll respond to people, and I'll go, yeah, you know, I, I kind of see your point. I, I see your point there on on this, but you know, I'm still gonna dis. When you answer people honestly, it's like all of a sudden these ridiculous retarded monsters who are like, blah blah blah, you asshole, they suddenly write back and they become human beings, and they go, hey, thanks for being cool about that. I was just having a bad day, or I was just, I was misunderstanding, and I was just reacting right away. Like it's amazing how you can just deflect that stuff and just if you're a a normal human yeah well well,
1: see I think that's the key is is there are very few people in the world out of the whatever five six billion people who are irredeemable pricks who are (laughs) psychotic fucking borderline personalities who will knife you in the fucking street I mean we would not have have a coherent set of societies on this planet for better or for worse, if people were fucking nutbags, yeah. you know, so uh, ultimately uh, if you humanize people, you know, if you if, if you I think you get a i I'm on a campaign to humanize humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the thing is you can, one of the reasons why I use my real name, I don't have a screen name I haven't used a screen name in a long time um, same thing, it's like you're talking to me, there's no reason you not, you shouldn't be talking to me, and if you want to have a a, a dialogue that's why it makes
2: you accountable too yeah, for your responses it absolutely makes you it makes you think of it and the problem is all these people who are anonymous like like Jabba do one three four one right, seven right. like great it, it, it's like, all really? of a sudden yeah, yeah 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 fake and gay fake and gay fake and gay that's it, it, there's there's even this uh so, I saw this online this generator like where it's a it's a YouTube angry comment generator you click it and it just ma- it just like shows you all the stupid comments that first. are possible <laughs> first yeah but no one does that in real life but no, they no. do it in their online life and it's it's just all it is is a reflection of the worst of our humanity and uh, and right. yet it, it turns everybody
1: humanity. into it turns everybody into the into a member of the mob yeah. You know the the torch yeah. and not 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 the cool like the run the garbage <laughs> disposal industry, but like the torches and pitchforks kind of yeah totally yeah. it it completely yeah it, it strips everyone's humanity off I yeah. think I think
0: now uh, we got just got la- last couple minutes here I want to ask you about your involvement with um, I've heard you on the Jimmy Dore show and I know that you produced the David Feldman podcast yes David Feldman podcast um, I'd just like to know about how that came to be if you're involved with the Jimmy Dores show at all as well and because I know that that kind of spawned the David Feldman
2: show being on the radio but the Uh, podcast came first. Yeah well actually um, uh, Jimmy Dores had a show for a while there over at KPFK Pacifica and um, he just I I just came in as a guest on a show um, you know um, and uh, you know those guys are amazing they have a great show and and Jimmy really knows how to do like a political comedy-ish uh, like you know, it's like there's some good serious commentary and there's lots of comedy mixed in, and that's the way to do it. Um, so he's been a huge asset to Pacifica. But um, uh, as far as uh, David Feldman, we just did that as a as a live podcast. I think I could be wrong, but I think we're the first podcast to get picked up as a radio show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, when I go into Jimmy Dore, I was I would always tell them I I. I, I I would, you know, tell people at the station about the show, and I put up posters. And uh, what's funny enough, here's here's an interesting little fact that no one knows about. The, one of the reasons we got the radio show—talk about how simple little things, right? One of the reasons we got on the radio is because I had put posters up for one of the live shows at the fake gallery. No, yeah, one of the live shows at the fake gallery. I put up some posters at the station when yeah. I was there for the Jimmy Dore show, and it stayed up for a long time. And the pro, the station manager saw it, and he goes, "Hey, we should." And, and you know, David's a guest on the show. Hey, we should get this as a show. And so he gave us a. So I think we're the first show to become a radio show from a podcast, which is really That's cool, really awesome. you know. Um, and it's 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 a total blast. It's it's a fantastic show. Um, hey, hello. Um, so yeah, check check out the David Feldman Comedy podcast. Great guest. It's like Perry Home Companionish and but not uh, boring radio. and stupid. Right, right. <laughs> it's like crazy, uncensored. It's it's like the, the the Perry Home Companion that your
1: your mom doesn't want you to hear. Uh, I just I my longstanding my longstanding and irrational hatred for Oh, that, you do. You
2: don't like Perry Home Companion?
1: For uh, uh, Keeler. Keeler. Really, I,
2: I actually like certain no, I, uh, sketches on the show. I, I, like, I play I play it up. I like Guy Guy Noir. I love that bit because I love that old timey, like um the u- the use of language in those noir things yeah. is
1: so beautiful. Yeah um I love those. No, I just I just I just give it shit for no good reason. <laughs> oh, you caught yourself hating. I no absolutely no no I, I'm all on that. I'll totally own that. I'll go
0: see Mama, go see Mama. And um, you uh, also are involved with the show
2: at, um, at Flappers. Well, yeah, I, I do, well, this is what it is. Uh, it's really exciting, it's uh, maybe the most exciting thing of all uh, at the, ever, ever that I've done in Los Angeles, which is um, I found that I started becoming really bored with doing the same thing on stage. I've always been bored with that. I don't like doing, I've done it where I had to do the same routine. I hate going on the road and doing the same thing every night. Even though once you do that, you get in a beautiful rhythm and you get, you just get it gelled together. But I would rather have the cre- the creation going on in the moment instead of the, um, like, tight applause break right. stuff. The, the real satisfaction and feedback you get from when you really tighten a set down. That's great. But I like the, the – so I started doing improv in my stand-up. I've always done that. Every character I do does that. And, and, and I started a show, improvised stand-up show, which usually those suck. And the reason they suck is because, hey, everybody, write down some uh, things on a slip of paper, and then the comedian's going to pull them out. Now, that's great, but you don't have, there's, the problem is there's no quality control, and you get really crappy suggestions that, that don't lend themselves to really anything funny. So I said, let's make it where we create really good things that you have to have an imagination to go for instead of, like, just getting, like, a topic of, like, boats. (laughs) Oh, great. My topic is boats, everyone. So I I made a a system out of of (laughs) improvised stand-up, right? I made, like, some, some different rules. You act as if it's your set that you always do on the road even though you're just getting it and it's on a set list and it's called set list, uh, setlist show.com. And, and, um, we got, uh, great, great stuff happened right away. We, we, um, the comedy central stage gave us a, a night we filmed our pilot there. Nice. Um, um, Paul Provenza's company, uh, the green room, he, he does the green, green room with Paul Provenza. Um, he, they, they've like picked up the show under their company and it, and they got it into Edinburgh and the, uh, it's it's you know it's going to be in the very near future a TV show in uh, the UK and here awesome. although nothing is is finalized yet but there's just tremendous interest already in the show. Yeah. So, you know, we just we we, we did it right and, and it's amazing. We have another one coming up on April 7th and it's like amazing lineup. Yeah, that's going to be at the Hudson the, uh, the Comedy Central stage of the Hudson yeah. yeah the Comedy Central stage of the Hudson yeah the set
0: list uh, taping yeah yeah that's awesome and also April 5th uh, you're involved in Saterisa's
2: Live at the Actors Gang mm-hmm. Theater yes Even. and that's again that's Paul Provenza and Dan Dion's book Saterisa's amazing <laughs> the best book ever 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 written on comedy and it's all the like the great comics that that we admire and love mm-hmm. um, wait wait so better than Drew Carey's Dirty that, um, Jokes and Beer Better than Drew Carey's dirty jokes and beer, sort of. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the shows reflect that. We do very innovative, creative shows. Like this month we're doing, it's the, the theme is religion. It's uh, Tim Robbins Theater, uh, the Actors Gang. Yeah. And he sets up these things where it's a theme each month. So ours is religion. So we're doing a trade show for religion called Con Con. So, nice. every religion's represented, and we're going to be, you know, showing, we're, we're going to be basically selling the positives of all of the uh, silly faiths, um, which I, by the way, support for everybody out there. <laughs> if you get something out of it, uh, that's wonderful for you. And you're actually, and if you don't, there's the American
0: Atheist Conference in Des Moines on April 21st through the 24th.
1: Yes. I'm the, I'm going to be performing. Des Moines, some different man, different if there's characters. any place that proves there is no God, it's Des Moines. Uh,
2: that is, you, can't, you couldn't couldn't be more, right? I, I went to, I went to Des Moines. I did, I did my uh, Comedy Jesus show there at a festival like four years ago. And, um, I, I was in, this is how, like, uncultured some of the people were. It's actually kind of a cool theater town. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got in a cab and, uh, it, the, the guy, he, go, I, I go, yeah, can you take me over to the, to the Fringe Festival? That's where I'm going. And he goes, oh, yeah, what was, no, no, no talking for 20 minutes, and, and he goes, oh, the, he goes, you know, uh, Des Moines is a French name, so he'd never even heard of the concept of a fringe festival. Said you said French, I French <laughs> festival, right,
1: and, and that's apparently that's it
2: wouldn't didn't register that there could be something like a fringe. <laughs> and um, yeah. every Tuesday
1: at
0: five at Iowa West in the Douglas Theater.
2: Yeah, yeah, we do show every. We do set list. It's open to every comic and improviser. So we do it every Tuesday at, at, at um, IO West in the Delcos, and every Friday at Flappers in okay. Burbank at
0: five. So also, people can find out about all your projects at is the is the main website
2: you're going through now, RationalEntertainment.com. Yeah, that's a good one. It, I have so many <laughs> it, silly. It has websites. all the lists
0: right here. All your
2: all your sites. Can all the websites, one yeah. Site. Yeah, uh, I, I but that domain will point you to the same thing: RationalEntertainment.com, AtheistComic.com,
1: <laughs> nice. TroyConrad.net. I don't know. They're all. Out there. <laughs> what so, time is it? What time is it? It's that time. Because I wanted to throw this out: Have you heard of Brights? Of what now? The Brights. Have you heard of the Brights? The Brights. Well, yeah, it's a kind of this. a rename for atheists. Yeah, 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 I yeah. speak at all it's these. It's a rebranding. Comments. I know. I figured you did, but I didn't no. know. Brody's Brody's on his 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 non spiritual journey. <laughs> I I'm
0: I'm in the territory of agnosticism. I'd say at the moment. <laughs> and,
2: and, uh, yes, thank you. You'll I, get there. No, no. I, I, <laughs> the most important thing for an atheist to be is agnostic. Um, And and yet also to make sure and spread the word that there's, you know, there's likely no God. Um, But we don't know. No compelling evidence.
1: There's no compelling evidence.
2: I I, I have yet, although I hear people sometimes say it tongue-in-cheek, I have yet to meet an atheist who says they're absolutely sure there's no God.
1: And I've met them all. (laughs) I really have met them all. Yeah, yeah. So if, well, so I, th- I think I think well, I think I don't think there's a Pascal's wager aspect of it. I think it's the right. I think it's the if you really are skeptical and critical, you have you know you pretty much are obliged to say there is no compelling evidence for a god. There is no compelling evidence. Yeah. It's an in,
2: it's a human invention. Absolutely. Uh, and and the atheist part for me is like, oh. look, I don't know if there's a god, but it's kind of silly to oh. to buy into someone else's invention. It's it's like. It's like uh, the guy who doesn't buy uh, the Chia Pet is, call- is like, suddenly ridiculed for being a non-Chia
1: Pet buyer. Like, no, I just I thought it was stupid. I've been watching 30 Rock and I hadn't before. I'm, I'm going to choose to believe that world is real.
2: <laughs> there you go. I might, well. I might as well. I might as <laughs> well.
1: But then again, if I start a convention right. and make people dress up like characters from 30 Rock, <laughs> there you go.
2: 30 comp. So,
0: yeah. And so, yeah, rationalentertainment.com. Find everything there. And uh, the dates for April and beyond will be there. Uh, there's so much more we could talk about than I want to talk about. So, we'll have to have you back sometime. Love yeah. to. Yeah. Open invitation, open door.
2: Um, Thanks. I had a
0: blast. Yeah, me too. I, I really like Troy. I've known Troy for, like I said, he's your ex boyfriend, as we, yes, we As we've established. Um, <laughs> I don't know how his wife would feel about that. He's also a very lovely person. That's oh, like a geez. Brokeback Mountain thing. <laughs> okay. Whatever happens it. in Arizona, dude. I don't
1: know. I have no idea how it turned into that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much. You, you haven't have seen been so very much. You haven't seen Brody's uh, Troy Conrad slash pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it always awesome.
0: comes back to the slash. <laughs> it really does. Out.
1: It really does. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you. It was a blast. Thanks. Um, Wow, that was I. I'm kind of speechless because it was an awesome episode. It was fun. Um,
0: well, until you, the next time, yeah. then
2: I guess. Yeah, until the next time. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. And I'm Troy Conrad. Conrad. Love people, hate religion.
1: Let's go You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shaky Town Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number.